0: Welcome to the Island Podcast. Today's episode is about NFC Lisbon. we learned from our panels there and an exclusive extract of the event we did with Tyler Hobbs. Enjoy! So good morning Sebastian. Hello, hello. <laughs> we are here in Lisbon at the Browns Avenue Hotel after two days of the NFC summit. How is it Sebastian?
1: Well, I have to say it's my first time to NFC Lisbon. I think actually it was pretty good atmosphere, uh, quite well attended. We've seen uh, quite a few Americans, big collectors. So overall, I think it was a good experience.
0: So, Sebastian, for first time, what are your impression?
1: Well, I have to. Say, I didn't know what to expect, but I didn't expect. This, <laughs> um, I think when you go inside the things me, you know, as you know, I come from the art world and the only things that interest me in the NFTs, the on-chain art movements. And when you go to the conference, it, it's very difficult to understand where, where you are. And when it comes to arts, it, it's very complicated. And we were very lucky to, to have been invited to the, uh, Arab Bank Switzerland, who had a villa just up the road from the fair. And there we were able to meet, uh, collectors and artists have some of the most interesting, uh, discussion. So this was the good part. But otherwise, when it comes to the fair, you have everything from gaming to, and this was not expected.
0: Yeah, it's true that uh, we're still in a, in a time where it was very mixed. We had people, uh, uh, doing t-shirt uh, printing, we had artists, we had gaming studios. So it was a very diverse uh, range of uh, of people. So throughout those uh, two days, we had three events uh, with the island. Uh, first, we had a discussion with Tyler Hobbs uh, around the Sol Lewitt's legacy we had a panel around investment, is it a good investment? And we had a panel about uh, museum acquisition. So, do you want to tell us a little bit more what happened with uh, Tyler Hobbs uh, first and what we discussed with him?
1: Yeah, no, I think uh, the talk with uh, Tyler was incredible. Uh, I mean, for the setting was excellent, I have to say. It was super well attended. Not like... In terms of quality of people, I mean, we don't want to show off. We're not gonna do name dropping, but that was pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, Tyler was the first time we talked together. Is a really impressive speaker.s uh, yeah, Also, in terms of uh, the art that he produced and what's gonna come up, is fantastic. So, I mean, that was just overall a great discussion. And then we had some incredibly positive feedback. Uh, f- from the audience, they said they never heard or anything like this. And the links that we've done between, uh, work from the sixties, uh, basically Sol Lewitt, but also Agnes Martin and other, uh, heavyweight from that moment and uh, Tyler Hobbs, uh, was super, super interesting. And everybody was pretty pumped up. I think. What do you think?
0: I think it's went, uh, really good. We're going to play a little extract from the, From the talk now
1: so i understand you get attracted a lot by the you know the strict rules and orders or the systems but is there any visual appeal or it's purely intellectual or do do you see beauty in uh, in so lewitt and if so yeah because i can see still there's similarities uh visually
2: so sure yeah absolutely i would say i would say um Mostly saw Wit serves as a conceptual inspiration for me i tend to i tend to work with a little you know I typically use more color I typically have um uh a little more of a chaotic or bold element not always there are, I do create quite a quite a bit of more subtle work which I would say most of solowitz's work is is quite subtle um, but uh, some of the aspects of his work I really do echo in mine. I think he paid a lot of attention to, to the power of repetition and, and its ability to introduce rhythm and, and, and harmony. So even with really simple forms, if you're able to, to repeat them in, in an interesting way that really creates like a structure and a rhythm uh, within the work. And so um, I've, I've absolutely utilized a similar, uh, similar approaches. I think some of the, um, some of the ways that his systems are are very um, well designed or, or it's actually kind of subtle, but he has some of his wall drawings where um, th- this is an example of one. So the instructions say something like uh, draw um, a, a curved line across the top of the wall. And then uh, the next artist needs to come along and draw another curved line uh, right below it, matching it as closely as they can with um, a different color. And then there's a third line below that and a fourth line below that with the colors changing each time. So those are very simple instructions, but if if you continue that from the top of the wall all the way to the bottom of the wall, it introduces this kind of feedback where it becomes not just uh, repetition, but all of the forms in that initial curve actually sort of, they, they get amplified, they grow and they echo throughout the entire... Um, design in the entire wall and so it's a very clever process and system because it actually allows for um, this really unexpected element to to emerge naturally just by following a really simple rule set and that's the kind of um, really special outcome that that i look for in generative art um i'm able to work with you know much more uh powerful tools in, in, in a certain way. And so I'm able to, to kind of take that a lot further. But I think um, SolidWit was really good at finding those very, very simple, clear ways to to capture some of that magic. Cool.
0: So that was uh, Tyler Hobbs and uh, you, Sebastian, uh, talking about uh, his work and uh, how its work uh, fits uh, within the SolidWit legacy. So, regarding this panel about art and investment, is it a good investment to uh, invest in art, especially uh, on-chain art? Uh, what did you think of uh, the panel and what uh, uh, stayed with you in terms of uh, insight?
1: I think it was really interesting because me, coming from uh, the art world, uh, we look at it, of course, as an investment, uh, like nobody want to lose money. <laughs> Uh but there's we we look at things uh slightly uh different. And I think the idea of uh risk time, uh you know, how much risk you wanna take uh in a market that is so young, it's it's something me coming from the other side, it's it's difficult to have a view on. My my thinking is I'm thinking this world's gonna change quite a lot. Uh, and and because of this uh some of the rules gonna change. Um, so we were discussing the for and against and some uh, prediction, but that was really, overall, that was fascinating again. And yeah, and the audience had a lot of uh, questions. And so, so that was really good. Like.
0: Yeah. I think what one aspect of the, the discussion I really liked is, uh, uh, the idea that when you're collecting, you're collecting, uh, for a long time frame, um, that is not only for you but also for your children and that every generation try to improve the collection on chain art being so young how how do you see this how do you see uh, people uh, uh, buying for their legacy
1: well i'm pretty sure that what works for the traditional artworks is going to work for on chain arts uh, the only mojo motto <laughs> that we have in the art world you become rich with what you don't sell so people uh, you know they, they are buying and they some of the collectors really knows what they are buying if they sit on it first they're gonna see a big growth then they're gonna see that things gonna come down maybe even uh, gonna go down a bit and then after a long time things gonna shoot up to expectation they didn't have uh, and that's always been uh, the way in the art it works, and there's no reason for Web three to not do the same.
0: I think there is this panel you also uh, mentioned that you think that as the the market and the environment uh, will mature, uh, you think there is going to be more and more gatekeeper, and the way the the on chain. Uh, art markets behave will be
1: closer and closer
0: to the traditional art
1: market. Do you want to... Yeah, I can't imagine that gatekeepers not going to come after talking to Tyler Hobbs that was pretty clear that you know, when you get a lot of visibility, the markets become hot that you need the support from the galleries, from your team and and you as an artist, you, you're not necessarily interesting by people keeping flipping your work. It put your market at risk and so in the future, I mean, it's always the same game. In order to, 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 have a, you need access and to have access to the big pieces, uh, artists or gatekeepers will favor big collectors. And what is a big collector? It's not someone with a lot of artwork. It's with someone that we know is going to hold the work, uh, together and have a collection that makes sense. And, and this, I can't imagine that it's not going to happen with some of the best artists and the best work out there.
0: Would you recommend for collectors to buy less, but hold on to their good rather than buy a lot?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, look, yesterday I was talking with a collector and he had two wallets, one that is going to hold on it forever and one that is going to keep trading. So it's not necessarily works that he likes, but if he sees an opportunity to make money, that's fine uh so this might be a p- particularity of of uh the web3 community uh things that we don't really see in the traditional art world but for sure collectors gonna want to hang on their best work and maybe on the side do a bit of a trading why not
0: but in the traditional art market do you know people that have two collection without telling the world that it's the same collector behind
1: no that would be an expensive game but of course, once in a while, you cannot resist <laughs> to cash in. <laughs> but uh, uh, once in a while, it's fine. I think uh, people will, uh, you know, you can find it. But when you cash it every two months, then it's difficult to, <laughs> to, to, to justify.
0: So that was the panel about uh, art and investment. And the other panel we had was around museum acquisition, Uh, turning point or illusion should we talk about a little bit what we've discussed during this panel and what we think about the recent
1: uh, like mine Pompidou uh, acquisition sure yeah I think this one was maybe a shorter talk I think it was a 15 minutes slide presentation however I think was also super super important Uh, that was quite late in the afternoon like after 5, 5 5.30 I was expecting people to be already at the bar, and uh, to my surprise, <laughs> the the room was well attended. So, so that was a good surprise to me.
0: So, interestingly, one of the questions the audience asked was about uh, preservation and uh, how museum needs to think about uh,
1: preservation in the context of uh, on chain
0: art. Do you think it's
1: still a blocker today? Oh, it's definitely a blocker. I think. Uh, You know, museum they don't think five years ahead, 10 years ahead, or 50 years ahead. They're thinking in centuries. And of course, it's a blocker. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's not only a blocker for the blockchain uh, artwork. It's a blockchain in many other mediums. So we will have to work with them, work along. They will keep raising the problem. But we will learn as we go.
0: And what about budget? One point we've discussed uh, during this uh, panel was the need for uh, collectors and the ecosystem to build uh, an acquisition, uh, fund, to become patrons to museums. how important it is uh, for
1: the ecosystem.: I think it, you know, if you want a full ecosystem, I think at the moment, the web- free. Ecosystem, from my point of view, and um, keep in mind I'm, I'm new in that uh, in that space, it's mainly collectors and uh, artists, right? And in the middle you have a, how do you say, a trading platfo- uh, platform. So it's not a complete ecosystem. I think a complete uh, ecosystem, you need a few other branches, one of them being the museum, another one will be educations and at some point, some very powerful galleries. Museum, it's key. Uh, if the museum enter the game of the ecosystem right now, uh, you know, that will speed up uh, the other two ecosystems that's are uh, missing, education and, and powerful galleries. So they need to be in the mix. In order to have museums, uh, m- Museum, as you know, in order to make an acquisition, they need money. And at the moment, for institutions... Money could be a rare currency, <laughs> so so in order to speed up the project, we we have decided uh, with the team of the island to build an acquisition fund. So we we are asking patrons or in French messen to come uh, forward, and uh, and for us we will organize an acquisition budget for a big international museum uh, in order to have a budget to build a collection dedicated to web free
0: because one of the thing we've discussed uh, during this panel is that there is a difference between museum in the U S and museum in Europe. And uh, because museum in Europe can't sell, they need to be very more cautious of the type of art they
1: collect. Yeah. No, this is one of the major, uh, change in, uh, you know, in the museum, uh, the the real word is the accession. So basically, in Europe, uh, acquisition made by a European museum uh, have to be in the in the collection forever, and they cannot get rid of it. Where in the US, at some point, they might decide that it's not relevant anymore and and get rid of it, uh, organizing a sale, which means that the uh, the way they weigh the risk. It's totally uh, different. Um, so, American museum can be a lot more adventurous where European museum are a lot more cautious and careful in uh, what goes inside the collection or not.
0: So, Sebastian, it's been three intense days here in Lisbon, but uh, this is just a start for us. Uh, uh, no later than next week, we are flying out to Ibiza to organize a collector uh, dinner. Uh, at uh, Stefan Brueggemann's foundation you want to tell us a bit more about what's going to happen next weekend
1: yeah I mean of course super super excited to be uh, in Ibiza on the island somehow (laughs) Uh, I think uh, we've been waiting for for that moment for a long time we've been working on that project for for more than eight months now Uh, we are super super happy with the result of of, uh, of the artwork and the collection. The artist is delighted and we managed to bring some of the most important people, not only in the web-free community, but from the art world uh, to the dinner, uh, museum people included. So I can't wait. It's a lot of pressure. It's going to be a big reveal uh, at the moment only to these uh, few people. And uh, yeah, can't wait for it. And it's going to be, of course, a great party. <laughs>
0: Amazing. So I guess I say see you next week in Ibiza
2: for another episode. Definitely.
1: Don't forget your screenshot. Thank you, Sebastian. (laughs) Thank you.